slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show. Today's episode is brought to you by the Locker Room app. Download the app and join me this week, tonight, Wednesday, at 8.30 p.m. to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Lots to discuss right now, and one thing that we're noticing a lot right now from the Islanders over the last, let's say, four games is that they're getting off to very slow starts, and we're going to discuss that, what it means for the team, and how they can correct it, because it's very uncharacteristic of this Islanders team. We'll talk a little bit about the trade market and what it might look at. We've got our weekly farm report as we focus on what's going on in Bridgeport. And we have our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more all on today's show. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, you've got a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the show, Please feel free to send us an email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I do live tweet during nearly every Islanders game, so you can join me for instant insight and analysis while the games are going on. So, let's get started with this problem that the Islanders are having as of late, and, you know, getting off to slow starts has been a problem during this four-game road trip. You look at the most recent four games, and the Islanders struggled early on in each of the four contests that we're talking about, and it's a problem. It is an issue, and if you look at what the Islanders did, they split these four games. They managed to win two of them. But, realistically speaking, you do not do as well when you get off to a slow start as when you score first. And here's the difference for the Islanders. The Islanders are 14-1-2 this season when they score the first goal of the game. When the opponent scores first, they're 8-9-2. That is the difference between an elite Stanley Cup contending team 
and a team that is struggling to make the playoffs and may not even make the playoffs. That inconsistency is huge. Now, you got to consider this. Obviously, the Islanders are a team that struggles to score goals relative to a lot of other teams in this league. And without Anders Lee in the lineup, that issue has become even more acute. But the Islanders also don't give up a lot of goals. They're one of the better defensive teams in the league, and that allows them to get back into games so that they are at least close to 500. But here are the last four games. The game against the Philadelphia Flyers back on March the 22nd in Philadelphia. No no score after one period. At Boston on March 25th, a game the Islanders ended up winning 4-3. to The Islanders were down 2 to nothing after one. And both games at Pittsburgh, which the Islanders lost 6-3 and 2-1 on Saturday and Monday of this week, they were down 2-0. So in the last four games, the Islanders have given up six goals in the first period and have scored zero. And it's a problem for this hockey team because they're already uh, kind of pushing it a little bit trying to overcome the loss of Lee. Players are trying to do a little bit more than they normally would in order to make up for the scoring loss that Anders Lee's absence creates. You're going to squeeze the stick and press all that much harder when you fall behind in a game. And it changes the mindset. Now, Barry Trotz does a good job for this Islanders team of making sure this team continues to play its game. But here's the thing. When you're going up against a team that is struggling, like the Buffalo Sabres, or in recent uh, weeks, the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, you can afford, to an extent, to fall behind 1-0 or 2-0, and you have a better chance of coming back. But when you go up against the Washington Capitals, the Boston Bruins, and the Pittsburgh Penguins, the odds of you being able to come back and even things up or eventually win the hockey game are lower. It is hard enough to beat good teams, especially on the road, and when you fall behind early, then it gets even more difficult. And you look at this Islanders lineup, there is no question there is a big hole on that first line. And when you're missing one of your top forwards, it makes it harder for this team to get going. And I think here's the the statistic that's telling in that respect. Anders Lee has now missed nine games since his injury. Nine games since Anders Lee was hurt. He is still tied for first place among goal scorers on the New York Islanders. So hopefully this is something the Islanders can rectify. And I'm sure Barry Trotz is going to speak to this team about the importance of 
you know, when the game starts at 7.05, face-off is at 7.05, you got to start playing at 7.05, not at uh, 8 o'clock when the second period gets underway. The Islanders really do need to find a way to not let this recent habit become a big, big trend. You cannot afford to fall behind consistently and expect to win in this league. And you look at the standings and you look at the schedule. Islanders, two of their next three games are against the Washington Capitals, the team that they're fighting for first place in the East Division. They have got to be on top of things if they hope to win some of those games or both of those games uh, and to compete for first place in the East Division. We've got a lot more to discuss. We've got our farm report, our Islanders' birthday of the day, and a whole lot more. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, you've got to check out the Locker Room app. It is a live, audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and free to use. And you could talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. You can share your own experiences on the app. We'll talk Islanders. I will be having a locker room meeting room every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. So please stop by. We had some great conversations earlier. Uh, This is now the third time we're doing this. It's really, really, uh, really exciting. And it's a great opportunity for me to interact with my listeners and really talk about Islanders hockey. So make sure you join us every Wednesday at 8.30 and come through and talk with me and other Islander fans absolutely live. So all you need to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS app store, create a profile linked to your Twitter, and join the Locked On Islanders group. You can follow me at Locked On Islanders, and you can be notified when my room goes live. And we'll be going live again tonight, Wednesday, every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. So make sure you join us on the Locker Room app for great Islanders talk. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate in all bars. And now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. Yes, it's time for Built Bar Madness, and we have reached the final four here, and today's matchup, Mint Brownie versus Coconut Brownie Chunk, as the two brownie flavors go head-to-head. Do you prefer the nuttiness of coconut or the flavorful taste of mint brownie? You can vote today, and that is the important thing. You, the consumer, Get to decide which Built Bar is the best. Go to BuiltBar.com or go to Twitter at Built underscore Bar to place your vote today. And remember, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar ever. 
Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on Odyssey, or the Odyssey app, or wherever you get podcasts. So, it's time for our weekly farm report as we talk all things Bridgeport Sound Tigers. And uh, I'll tell you right now, Bridgeport continuing to struggle. Their last game was uh, over the weekend, March 27th, and they went to visit the Hartford Wolfpack as the Rangers-Islanders rivalry had its farm club equivalent And unfortunately for the Sound Tigers, they fell to the Hartford Wolfpack by a score of 5-2. to Two Two goals by Cole Bardrow, his fourth and fifth of the season, made it close uh, early in the third period that the Wolfpack got off to a 3-0 lead before the two goals by Bardrow, one in the second, one early in the third, but with about six minutes left, the Wolfpack scored uh, again, and they ended up with a 5-2 to two victory. Hartford out shooting Bridgeport 37-22, and part of the problem, the power play, two goals on the power play for the Wolfpack. Sound Tigers able to kill off four other power plays, but can't give up those two power play goals and still expect to win a lot of hockey games. So Cole Bardrow, really uh, the biggest bright spot right now for the Wolfpack. And boy, I'll tell you, they definitely need as many of those bright spots as they can get because right now this team is 3-8-0 on the season and you certainly want to be in a little bit better shape than that. You look at the scoring right now and statistically how the Sound Tigers are doing and you know that gives you a little bit more reason for optimism. Cole Bardrow as we mentioned leading the team with five goals. He's tied for the team lead with seven points along with defenseman Samuel Bolduck and then you've got Dmitro Timoshov, who did play uh, a game or two with the Islanders earlier this year, he's got six points. Simon Holmstrom has five. And then you go down from there where a whole bunch of players, three players, Tanner Fritz, Tom Kunackle, and Jeff Kubiak, each with four points on the season. Team defense continues to be a bit of a struggle for Bridgeport so far this year. And it shows, really, uh, in the statistics, you look at Jakob Skarek, who is their starting goaltender. He has a 1-6 record with a 333 goals against average and an 895 save percentage. Those are numbers that you really want to improve upon before the season is over, and hopefully they will be able to do that. It's a busy week ahead for the Sound Tigers. They are playing today, this afternoon, at home against Providence. That is a 1 o'clock start uh, in Bridgeport. Then they go Friday afternoon at 1 o'clock, a home game against the Hartford Wolfpack. And then Monday, April 5th, 
the day after Easter, they travel to Providence to take on the Providence Bruins. So this week, three busy games, each spaced two days apart for the Wolfpack, two against Providence and one against Hartford. And hopefully the Sound Tigers can start turning things around. And it's tricky right now. It really is because with the creation of taxi squads in the NHL because of the COVID-19 pandemic, you've got a number of players who would normally be probably among the top players uh, in the AHL not playing for, you know, any of these teams, not just uh, the Sound Tigers, but Sebastian Ajo, for example, would be the top defenseman or certainly one of the top defensemen in Bridgeport. He has spent almost all season on the uh, taxi squad with the Islanders. He practices with the Islanders but doesn't play with them, and that creates, obviously, a problem. So, uh, hopefully Bridgeport can turn things around in the second half of their abbreviated schedule, but it has certainly been a struggle so far. We've got a lot more to discuss on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more still to come on today's episode. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The football season may be over, but the NBA and the NHL are in full swing. You've got March Madness still going on, and Major League Baseball just about to get started as well. Bet Online even covers things like awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They'll give you real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's absolutely free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. And who knows, maybe you could take your knowledge of the Islanders and turn it into a little bit of extra cash. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So it's time for our Islanders birthday of the day, and today we actually want to wish a very happy birthday to a member of the four of the core of the four. Gord Lane turns 68 years old today. He was originally drafted in the ninth round by the Pittsburgh Penguins back in 1973, made his NHL debut in Washington during the 75-76 season, and joined the Islanders early on in 1979-80, that first cup year. And look, Gordy Lane, never going to be a guy who put the puck in the net a lot, wasn't a big offensive contributor. But don't overlook what Gordy Lane was, was able to do for the Islanders dynasty teams. First of all, he was a rugged, physical defenseman, wasn't afraid to drop the gloves, and did a good job of helping Billy Smith 
and Chico Resch and Roland Melanson, uh, you know, of keeping opposing players out of the crease area and, you know, playing that kind of a game. He was also available, stood up for his teammates, was solid in his own zone, and really helped this team out a lot, especially on the defensive side of things. Offensively, you know, never scored even 20 points in a season, but that wasn't his role. That was, you know, Dennis Potvin's role. So, Gordy Lane, uh, a big part of the Islanders' four Stanley Cup championships, and we're going to take a look back at one of his better games with the Isles, January 22nd, 1981, at the Joe Louis Arena in Detroit, Islanders with Billy Smith in goal, taking on the Red Wings with goaltender Larry Lezinski in between the pipes. And it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Gord Lane getting the goal just a minute 43 into the contest. His first of the season, Lorne Henning with the assist, and the Islanders led one to nothing. At 4.08 of the period, Clark Gillies adds to the Islanders' lead his 20th of the year. Mike Bossy and Ken Morrow with the helpers, and it's two to nothing in favor of the Islanders. Meanwhile, in the second period, Gord Lane picks up a two-minute unsportsmanlike conduct penalty and a 10-minute misconduct after he tussles with Mike Felino of Detroit. Anders Kaller also involved in that tussle. So Gord Lane not just scoring a goal, but being that rugged defenseman that he was. Score remained 2 to nothing until the final seconds of the game. Clark Gillies closed out the scoring with an empty net goal. Dennis Potvan and Mike Bossy with the assists. Islanders skate away with a 3 to nothing win. Billy Smith, 34 saves. To earn the shutout victory, Islanders outshot 34-20, but Billy Smith got it done. As for Gord Lane, our Islanders' birthday of the day, he not only scored, he had the game-winning goal and ended up with a plus-two rating on plus-minus and a team-high 12 penalty minutes. So we want to wish Gordy, Gordy Lane a very happy and healthy 68th birthday and many, many happy more, an often overlooked but very deserving member of the Islanders' four Stanley Cup winning teams. The trade deadline, folks, is not that far off. It is coming fast. April 12th is the trade deadline, and, you know, we've heard Lou Lamorello talk about patience and how important it is. If you have time, use it. That is one of his uh, more well-known sayings, well, I, I have to say right now, time is of the essence for the New York Islanders. They cannot afford to wait too much longer to bring in that top six forward that they need so badly to right this ship and not let them fall behind in the race for first place and even a playoff spot in this East division. It's a competitive division you lose two or three in a row, you can go from first place to third or fourth in a heartbeat. And look, we know there may be a waiting period because of COVID-19 and the protocols where you 
have to make sure that the player tests negative and isolates himself for a while unless they're in the same division as you. So that complicates things a little bit. You want to develop team chemistry. You don't want to let those points slip away in the standings. All of these are important factors that really lead us to say that Lou Lamorello needs to get moving and start to make the trade that he's going to make. There are still plenty of players out there available, and we will discuss on tomorrow's show uh, a little bit about some of those guys, some of the players out there who it's reasonable for the New York Islanders to target in this upcoming trade deadline situation. So, two weeks to go until the trade deadline. We will also uh, preview tomorrow's game between the Islanders and the Washington Capitals. A big game there for the Isles. So, lots to discuss on tomorrow's show. For now, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And, of course, let's go Islanders.